the nature of your emergency. Welcome back to the Tattoo Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. And how are you? I'm good. You know those conversations that you guys might have in private with your spouse or, I don't know, maybe your best friends, and it's a kind of conversation that usually stays between the two of you. I thought I could pull one of those conversations, Clint, that you and I recently had and, um, you know, just publish it online to exist forever. (laughs) (laughs) So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. I do want to say today's episode in no way has anything to do with the reflection of the department to which my husband works for. These are just simply thoughts. They are not truths. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, yeah, just I want to share a conversation because I thought it was something very interesting. And it's not something that people talk about publicly. And yet it's something that I think a lot of people think about. So I've titled today's episode, Punishment versus Crime, The Controversial Push for Harsher Penalties. Now, I don't even remember why this topic of conversation came up between the two of us, but it led to us talking about um, just like public executions. And I think you asked me, Clint, like if I, if that were still a thing, right? Like somebody goes into the public square and they're, they're hung or whatever it may be, or stoned or, you know, whatever, not that kind of stoned. (laughs) We call it stoned, right? Like Mm -hmm. people throwing rocks. Um, If I would want to watch something like that. And what I told you was I can't, as I've gotten older, and I'm not saying like my view is I'm something else other than what you are for thinking this way, but life has become so much more precious to me in, in a sense that I have a hard time, like even stepping on a bug nowadays. And I'm not one of those California granola girls. It's just, I'm just talking about the sanctity of life. And I started to go through in my mind, like all of the worst things, right? Like somebody murders and tortures you or murders and tortures my dad And like, would I want to see that person um, die or suffer during death? And for me, I don't, this is one of those caveats where like, I really don't think like two wrongs make a right. And all that that would do for me is create more trauma around paying witness to loss of life in that way. And yet for you, Clint, you have a completely different perception of that. Yeah, I think it's something that, I think if you had a fear of that's what would happen to you, like it would deter you from committing those crimes or doing an act like that to where it's something that it would reduce those numbers in these abductions or these rapes or these extreme cases of, of some type of uh, criminal act where it's almost that eye for an eye type of mentality is, okay, you did this, so now you're going to have to suffer the same way that your victim did. And I can understand that 100%. Do I believe that our penalties need to be much more harsh? 1,000%. And I don't think I would have a problem with certain punishments, right? Like we talked about theft and like every time you steal, you get a finger cut off. Like why the hell not, you know? Um, especially nowadays where you could literally murder somebody and then be out in 10 years. Like that blows my mind. Some of the the most heinous crimes 
imaginable. Some of these people are, are out today, and I can't understand how that takes place. However, my idea of being more productive is if you are a lifer, so you're going to spend the rest of your days in prison, I think we need to use these people, right? We need to make better use of them, and we need to not consider it to be slavery. We need that to be the element of punishment. I I don't see why we should be spending as much money as we are for an inmate to sit in there and watch TV, get their degrees. I, I don't even preach the word of God. Like, you shouldn't have the right to do those things unless you're contributing in some way to try to repent for the things that you've done, I believe. So, you know, like that, the prison that makes the license plates, for example. Folsom, yeah. That's fantastic. We need to do more things like that. And we need to make it a job and a requirement. And hey, if you want to pay them, what is it, like a quarter a day, probably mm-hmm. less that they get paid, fine. That's, I'm totally fine with that. But we need to make better use of these people. And then the flip side of that is it will give them purpose to their sorry, sad lives, depending on the crime that they committed, right? I think that would make more sense than to just remove the life altogether, to make use of that life. And I, I think that's where I have that differing of opinion is, is, and the biggest reason is because when I worked in the prisons, you see like what really happens and the reality behind it. And it's just something that like we think, oh, well, prisons are self-sustaining. They self-run, like the inmates cook the food, they clean the bunks, they do all that stuff. And yeah, that's they, in that sense, it is all self-sustaining, but if why aren't they having to you increase the yard size to where they grow their own vegetables, they grow their own animals, like they produce their own livestock, like to make it completely self-sustaining to where it's not costing the taxpayer so much money, so much money to house them and to let them live this comfortable life. And I had a conversation with a guy recently who was talking about, he's like, yeah, it's, they go out, commit all these crimes and they go to prison for, they get caught, go to prison for a couple of years. And it's like a vacation for them. They don't have any responsibilities. They don't have to worry about anything while they're in there. And then when they go back out, they go right back into committing the crimes because they can make $10,000 a week compared to working a minimum wage job to where they're making a couple hundred bucks. So what's, that that offset there is just it's you it's not sustainable for for these guys cuz you get comfortable living in your lifestyle they're going to continue that route so for you you're saying because of the current setup that's why we just need to like if you're a lifer like you're a waste of space no i think it depends on the reason why like cuz there are lifers who say robbed a store and burglarized places and, and did not as much as the heinous crimes as like murder or, or child molestation or anything like that to where there are a lot of lifers that way too, or drug offenses. That's another big one. Um, our, I think our judicial system just needs to be really rehabbed and these punishments for these crimes need to be figured out in a better way and to where when they go to prison, it's not just like a vacation for them where it's actually a punishment. Like it should be a punishment, not like a vacation. We've been talking a lot about advancements in technology and how 
I believe that the government is so far exceeded in terms of our capabilities technologically that we wouldn't even be able to fathom where we're at right now in reality. So another thing is if you were to take something like the Neuralink, for example, um, but something that could monitor your thoughts, like why not have that implanted into these individuals that let's say that you were 18. Isn't it crazy? So a young child, so an 18 year old child. Yeah, that's still a child. I was a child when I was 18. Does something that at that time led them to go to prison for the rest of their life, but today would not lead them to go to prison for the rest of their life. Like if we think that there might be an opportunity for change and people do change, you know, I understand your mindset of things is way different than mine. Um, in that regard, but people do change. They can change. Now, there's a difference between that kid that was like killing cats and, you know, just a really bad person. But what if you can monitor a person like that to where they weren't taking up space? It's, I think that would be beneficial in a lot of ways. But once again, in, in that instance, I mean, we'd have to look into, well, Thinking, and and that's the hard part. And now I'm kind of thinking from the constitutional side of it. There's you know barring any cruel and un, un cruel and unusual punishment. So, like a lot of my mindset would go against that, and and I don't agree with that. Like our constitution was set in place to follow, and we should be following that. And it's something that there there has to be ways to monitor these individuals so they don't they don't re-offend and you know like california it's a california department of corrections and rehabilitation when the recidivism rate for our state is like 78 percent yeah and like most of these criminal criminals now are are those repeat offenders so I think the bottom line here is that so much does need to change. Like this is getting out of hand, especially in our state. And um, I think we all are craving change that makes us feel safer. And, you know, Clint, for people like you as police officers out there, people need to feel like they're still able to do the job that they swore that they were going to do. I hope you've gotten some value out of today's episode. If you have, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below. And as always, know that I'm sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.